Wait. Oh, oh there, there we are. Hey, welcome to No Load Time, episode 68. My name is Ovid Velez, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. Yo, yo, yo. Good to be with you all back here in episode 68 of No Load Time. Obed, we've got some Spidey news today, so I'm excited as always, but it's going to be a good episode regardless, but Spider-Man makes me more excited. Yeah, Spidey news, Superman news, PS5-ish news, Oh yeah, and, uh, and a little bit of a controversial topic here that we're going to talk about. Joel, NBA season started. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Love watching basketball. <laughs> yeah, uh, some interesting stuff happening there too, so... Um... Uh, it's gonna be a season full of surprises, I think. I, I love sports. My, my that'll be on, it'll be on my TV a lot. Go go, city sports. <laughs> um, Joel, any anything new? Anything uh, anything um, that you've watched recently? What's up, dude? Uh, well, I actually spent time watching uh, the Green Arrow. Um, just because uh, I'm gonna say Green Arrow. The show's called Arrow, guys. But uh, for me, it's Green Arrow because that's that's his comic book character name. It is the Green Arrow. It is. It is. Yeah, um, yeah I, I've watched the uh, first episode of the new season, and I'm really, really, really uh, fascinated with the direction they're going. Um, I, you know, for those of you who watched last season, you know that it ended on a pretty uh, intense note of Oliver being sent to prison. <gasps> uh, he was going. He was going to jail, taking a. Um, a guilty plea so that way the rest of his uh, friends could be indemnified uh, not be arrested as well right taking the fall and uh, with all that that happened you know I quickly got the assumption based off some of the trailers or you saw the trailer for the new season but um, I quickly got the assumption that a lot of the season was going to be spent of him being in prison and as I watched the episode, I said to myself, this is actually not bad, the direction they were going. But I said, it better he better not be in prison any more than five episodes or else it's a waste of a season. That was that was my response watching. And I, you know me, Obed, my rule of three, I, you know, I give it a little bit of time. And as I'm watching the episode, I'm not going to give away too much of a spoiler, but they quickly start to set it up in a way that I'm like, okay. I don't even think that five episode thing is even going to be a problem. It seems like they're they're going in the right direction, and and the cool thing too is if you look at the appearance of the actor, which Stephen Mills very committed to to his role, um, he actually grew out a a nice full goatee just like he has as the Green Arrow in the comics. So it was, cool. it's pretty cool. I'm I'm pretty excited to see where this this uh, season goes. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I man, CW stuff. It's like. I, I really fell off. I have no intention of jumping back in. Although we can talk about that in a minute. Um, there's uh, there's definitely some news happening there. Um, but on my side, Joel, two things of note. I got to finish Kingdom Hearts 2 over the weekend. And, and that was pretty great. I really, really enjoyed it. I forgot how... It's uh, not necessarily hard, but a bit challenging. Uh, the game gets towards the end. Uh, especially... Um, if you're under leveled, I was right there uh, at the recommended level to go into the um, the final stage. But um, even even after that, I went back and did some more grinding because I was like, ah, oh, you know what, this is not not working uh, the, the way I planned. So went back, did some grinding, finished it. Um, I, I I think Kingdom Hearts Two is great, man. I I can't wait for three. Um, but talk about improved sequels. That's like 
way above and beyond uh, compared to uh, KH1. Uh, definitely uh, a worthy improvement there. Um, yeah, any other other thing uh, thing of note? I actually finished Gundam Unicorn and I loved it. I loved it so much. I I, I loved it so much that I actually bought a bought a figure. <laughs> it's not uh, here yet. It's not here yet. But I I really I really really uh, enjoyed it. Um, I I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Wing Gundam or Gundam Wing uh, as it's known here, and I I. I liked Gundam Wing quite a bit. Uh, I still have the DVD for uh, Endless Waltz um, around here somewhere. It should be probably down at the bottom. Um, and, and I really enjoyed it. And that's one of my my fond memories from the 90s is watching uh, Gundam Wing. Uh, I, I think Unicorn is just way better. It's like so good. And the characters are so good and everything. is like Man Tears, dude. It's like it's been a while. It's been a while. I was rattled, Joel. I was rattled. Um, and it was it was really good. It was really good. So again, I loved it so much that I actually one was like, I need to get me a figure, because nice. that's uh that's how you pay respect to those things, right? Nice. nice. <laughs> um, but other than that, um, nothing too crazy. Um, Halloween's coming up, so I think I'm gonna pop in Resident Evil Four, and um, play that over the weekend. Yeah, hey, just is uh, that your annual playthrough, right? Uh, no, my Castlevania Symphony of the Night is my annual playthrough. Um, but I'm waiting for it to come out on PS4. It comes out next Friday, I think, the 26th. Worth the wait. Uh, yeah, same same day as Red Dead. So R.I.P. Castlevania. Um, but I'm waiting for that. Um, uh, RE4, I haven't played since... Oh, man, I want to say 2016, maybe? 2015? Uh, whenever, the, whenever the PS4 version came out, that was the last time I played it. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to uh, just diving into RE4, man. One of my favorite ever. So, gotcha. Nice. nice. Yeah. Good stuff, Joe. Uh, and uh, let's start. Let's start with Superman, since we uh, we talked a little bit about sure. um, CW here. Um, they uh, they're doing what what WB did not dare to do during Justice League, and it's actually putting the black suit on Superman. Yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> I saw that the full photo of him in the full suit. I mean, it's for sure happening. And I know, Obed, you know, I've talked about how in Justice League, you know, multiple people have said, hey, the black suit was going to be in this movie. There's never been any, like, photos or anything. But, you know, people have said that it was going to be in the movie at some point. Um, so it's it's amazing to see that on a television show. I'm not going to say they got it right because I haven't seen the show. And, and it's it's obviously very different and not fair to compare. But what's interesting is the fact of it is the, the source material of uh, Superman coming in the black suit. I'm curious to see how the adaptation is going to be for CW. Um, just because is it a resurrection type of thing? Is it just so happened that he's just going to be wearing this traditional Kryptonian black suit? You know, that did you see? There's a lot of different possibilities. But uh, interesting that they're going to be going there on their TV show. It's an Elseworlds setup that they have going on for their crossover. So, And they actually confirmed yesterday, because Stephen Mel tweeted out, that he's going to be in the Flash costume, and Flash Barry Allen's going to be in the Green Arrow costume. They're going to switch in this Elseworlds. So it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating. But Superman in the black suit, and then on top of that, oh, but I don't know if you heard as well today, that they mm -hmm. also confirmed Luther coming to Supergirl. So um, they're, they're really doing some stuff there, Obed. 
Yep, and they there's very strong rumors that they're actually going to spin off Superman into its own series. That makes sense. If you're going to put Luther in the show, you already have Superman. I could see that. Now, yeah. honestly, am I crazy about the Superman? No, I, I'm really not crazy. Yeah. I, I actually watched it purposely. It's the first episode and everything. And, I mean, it's not like terrible. It's just not super. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but um, but regardless, I think what's, what's, what's interesting about you have Superman on TV, and I consistently say this, I know that Berlanti has been asking for Batman to be for him to be allowed to touch Batman. Um, Batwoman is obviously going to be coming to the screen also with this crossover event. So I think, I think sooner rather than later we will have Batman on the the small screen. And I'm gonna be I would watch that on a weekly basis if there's a legit. I'm not talking about Gotham guys. I'm not talking about this Penny, you know, Alfred. Uh, oh, the show Alfred that's prequel. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a legit Batman weekly show. I would tune into that. So interesting to see what the CW does. I'll be keeping my eyes on this. Yeah, man, I totally forgot about that. Um, Alfred, or, or, or what they're calling it Pennyworth, right? It's Pennyworth, a, a yeah. Pre- prequel to the prequel to Alfred. <laughs> the young Alfred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, they're coming up with these things, but uh, talk about something that I fell off real hard too was Gotham, man. Um, I think I lasted like a season and a half. I watched the first season. I enjoyed it. But then after the second season, it's like, oh, this is kind of getting kind of weird. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I think it was actually pretty well done. So um, kind of disappointing. Good, good cast and all that just wasn't Batman. So yeah. That's my opinion. Did you ever get to watch any of the uh, Lois and Clark when it was on uh, on TV? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you're probably too yep. young to remember. I re- yeah, no, I actually watched that all that. And uh, that's why um, I, it's... It, it's funny how Superman, how there's so many different depictions of him. with Batman, there's different depictions of him, but I I believe when you watch stuff like that, Lois and Clark and some of these other ones, like it shows you like there is a possibility to have him on the smaller screen. Like there can be yeah. a, a good Superman on, on on your weekly television series and because it wasn't be bad, good. I, that's yeah. what I thought. That was fine. Yeah, it, it was, Smallville, it wasn't bad. on the other hand, that was not a good show. I'm gonna be yeah. real with you. There was stuff about that was interesting, but. You're you're lying to yourself. If you're saying that's a great, you know, Superman show. It was its own yeah. thing, and it's very unique. I think Smallville had like the first five seasons were were pretty good. After that, it really fell apart. When they started yeah. doing like really bringing in other like Superman bad guys and all that stuff, um, uh, I think that got kind of weird. I think it should have ended at, like around season five. Um, it, it was like it was, it was ten seasons, right? Yeah. Oh man, and I remember a season. I think it was eight, both eight and nine, was just unbearable. It, that was talk about bad TV. Yeah, that's what was, I'm saying. Like, it's, the, not it's, it's, it's not great. So my, my point being, like, it's possible to have a solid Superman on the smaller screen, but I'm not crazy about this one Superman. You know that they have on CW, but I'll give it a chance if it's a weekly show. Yeah, um, we'll see where that goes. Uh, Joe Spider Man. It's a game that's out. It's also a movie that's coming out. Spoiler alert for uh, yep. Infinity War. Yep. Um, but uh, Joel, we got some pretty good uh, photo, uh, set photos of what the uh, the new suit's going to look like. Because um, apparently, filming wrapped up, and uh, they actually released like an official like wrap up picture of uh, of the suit, and um, looks a little bit this looks similar but different. 
Yeah, so where, where you had the blue on his suit, they've made it more of like a black in, in the way it appears in these photos. It's at photos. There could be CGI to change that up a bit. I'm not going to say this is the end shot, but um, from what we've seen, I mean, Tom Holland's been posting these photos with himself on set. Uh, it looks like this upgraded Spider-Man suit as well as another suit that we also saw um, in some set videos of uh, both Spider-Man and um, uh, um, Mysterio. Uh, gosh, Mysterio. For some reason, I was gonna say uh, Magneto, <laughs> and I'm like, that's not right. That's not not yet, guys. You know, um, you know what was coming out to me was Sinestro. <laughs> Sinestro. <laughs> totally, that's the, that's the totally the wrong franchise and the wrong universe. <laughs> <laughs> but shoot, Magneto would have been something, but since yeah. show showed up, I would have been. I would have really, put my popcorn really, in the theater. That's really far fetched. <laughs> but uh, anyways, the set, the set photo showing Mysterio and, and Spider Man. Um, he also has a, a different suit. It almost makes me wonder if it's going to be more like a stealthy, um, invisible aspect to it. I don't know. Uh, I like that he's getting a new suit. I think that that's a, a good move for for each Spider-Man movie. It keeps it different, keeps it interesting. It's a new generation watching. He's still Spider-Man. Like it's not yeah. like you're not going to recognize that he's Spider-Man, right? It's not unrecognizable. But I just like that it's a consistent change. I'm curious to see what maybe features to it. Maybe it's less tech. Maybe it's more um, just uh, specific with certain you know things with it. I don't know. I'm curious to see the story behind it. Yeah, because we we know. I mean, we all know what happened to the Iron Spider suit on uh, yeah. Infinity War. So uh, whatever whatever happens on the next Avengers um, is going to, uh, I, I'd say, impact uh, what the 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 water why the suit that he's wearing in this movie is the way it is. Um, yeah, the the what what you can see is definitely looks like an upgrade suit from um, the uh, Homecoming uh, suit. And uh, it looks good. It looks it looks good. Uh, like you said, the uh, the black. I'm not a super big fan of black on Spider Man because there's other reasons why blacks on Spider Man, but it's not you know because of the regular suit. Um, but at the same time, you know, nano machines, right? That you never know what this suit's gonna have, and uh, you know, it may be changing colors or going invisible or doing some other things uh, that we haven't seen Spider Man do. So. Um, very interested to see where this movie is going, and uh, yeah, it looks like they're they're all wrapped up, and uh, we'll see them uh, in about eight months, I guess. Isn't that amazing? A movie that comes out next year, done. Marvel's just does not stop. These guys are just gonna keep cranking out movies. Yes, it's in association with Sony, but regardless, it just shows you these guys are prepped. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're not they're not messing around. Like they 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 came in once a. Uh, you can tell that there was a shift uh, uh, in Marvel movies, and they've always done a great job. But when when DC attempted to create their own cinematic universe, there was a shift in Marvel. I was like, "Yo, this is like l let's take it to the next level." Like um, the uh, when when Batman vs Superman was coming out, and then right. we got we got hit with freaking Civil, Civil War. War. It's like no, you know, it's like we're we're in it to win it. We're not we're not playing around. <laughs> like we're not going to compete we're not gonna it's like competing's not our it's not what we're in business you know we're gonna win well said well said i completely yeah. agree no seriously um we'll, we'll talk about competing here in a second too um but 
just moving right along with uh, Spider-Man news, uh, Joel, did you get a good glimpse of Black Hat coming to uh, Spider-Man PS4? Yep, uh, Black Hat coming to Spider-Man PS4 on new DLC story mode coming in. Uh, basically, they're going to kind of play on that 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 love triangle between Peter and Mary and then Felicia Hardy and... Um, I can't wait to play it. I have, I I'm pretty excited to get my hands and on my Dual Shock and play this game. Uh, this sorry, this mode uh, when it comes out. But yeah, I mean, it it looks great. It's cool that they're they've already adding more content, more interesting content to this game. This game's already a massive success. So keep pulling people back into it. I'm sure right now, Obed, these guys are already working on the next. Um, Spider-Man PS4 game. I'm sure. Like, yeah. Oh there's, yeah. There's, there's, these guys are making so much money. It's crazy. Yeah, I think Insomniac's gonna be the Spider-Man studio from now on, at least yeah. for the next, at least for the next, you know, five years. Because exactly. that will, I will definitely get a second one. Um, and and Insomniac's gonna be the Spider-Man. There's no one asked the Spider-Man guys now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, it's in and this DLC pack is coming along with three more suits. Um, yep. I don't know if you saw them. Uh, I did. The Scarlet, Scarlet Spider version two enhanced suit, and I think it's like British Spider or something like that. Yes. Yeah. It, it's right. pretty pretty dope, and they actually have a lot of um, very specific meanings in the comics. You know, from the Clone Saga and some other pretty cool events that happened. So I'm like, all right, all right, you guys are guys are getting me a little sweaty here with these costumes. Good, <laughs> getting the nerd out of Joe. Hang on, sweaty over there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, this game, this game's gonna have some really good content, and, um, and there, we're absolutely going to see a uh, a sequel to this, most likely, Joel, sooner than later on a next generation console. Yeah. Um, because apparently, um, based on LinkedIn postings from uh, PlayStation, uh, Sony is hiring a, um, I guess, a marketing director for their next gen initiative um which to me speaks to two things joel um one this is this is definitely <laughs> no i'm not gonna say definitely but probably coming in a lot sooner than than we anticipated Absolutely. um i think that if you're going to hire a uh um a marketing director, someone to be in charge of uh, your marketing campaign for your next-gen device. Uh, we're in um, mid-October, what, third week of October. Um, say you hire this person in the second week of November, right? So this person starts in November. Um, you have to come up with a like reasonable marketing campaign, right, um, for a device that's coming out but it's already a well-established brand I, I don't think you need more than a year to be honest with you so i think that we're going to hear about ps5 sometime in the next in the in the first six months of um 2019 and um and it's going to be either a, a 20 a late 2019 release or an early 2020 release um I, i'm still hoping it's it's um late 2020 or or fall 2020 because there's so much coming out but at the same time 
it's it's like we're getting there, right? Where The Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, and Death Stranding are the last three big games that are coming out. They've been announced for, you know, Ghost of Tsushima for a little over a year, I believe. Uh, Death Stranding's been announced since 2016. Um, and The Last of Us 2 as well. So we're, we're getting to the point where these games can come out next year. And after that, what's next? Uh, what's next will be your next-end device. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me, and, and I believe I mentioned it, mentioned it on the podcast, and I mentioned this to you as well, that um, it wouldn't surprise me that Death Stranding is a cross-gen game much like um, The Phantom Pain was when, when it came out. Uh, it came out for the current gen and the new gen consoles. So, man, uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm ready. It's like, if this is true, I need to start saving up because anything can happen. Absolutely. I, when you start talking about next gen, I start to think about, you know, who shoots first, right? Like, it's very much about um, the, the game of chess and checkers going into um, the official announcement of this is our next system. When you're talking about any of the, the main um, console, you know, creators out there, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony. So... From Sony's aspect, we've been talking about all the rumors and all the specs and the development cycles going on right now for their console, but it's very clear that when you start putting out things like somebody who's going to be in charge of the marketing and the publicity of this new console, it's very clear to me that they know what their console is. They're very um, solid on, on the direction that they're going. Now they just need someone to communicate it and sell it. They have so finalized specs, basically. That, exactly. So that means they're, they're, they're much further along than most of us realize. This is not rumors. This is concrete when you have a posting like this coming out from Sony PlayStation. So I'm taking this the same way you said, Obed. Six months into the new year, you'll have an announcement. Um, I still don't think with certainty I'm like split at a 50-50. That it comes out 2019, I'm split. I'm split on that. I don't know. I can easily see them saying they announce it, you know, June. Let's just say for the sake of conversation, June of 2019, and then you can have it in your house, June of 2020. I can easily see that being the case, like a full, hey, this is pre pre marketing, and then this is gonna be marketing campaign for the year of. You know, from 2019 going to 2020, I can easily see that being the case. I think that Sony is gonna is is in some ways over prepared for their next console because they've had yep. so much success and are having so much finances flooding them from this PlayStation 4 and all the experience and the things that they've learned um, that they they already know what they want to do. And so I I it, it it it's like they can either go really slow. Or they can really speed it up, but I just think there's no need to speed it up. So I'm not getting too excited yet about a sooner release date. I just think it's just the announcement is is is, is at hand. Um, I I, I think I, I I'm <clears throat> man. I so I started looking back right. PS the the original PS one. Um, the the and I'm talking about you know uh, the place the, the original PlayStation on original yep. PS one. Of course, it's the original. But um, when the when the PS one came out, uh, it came out in uh, late '94 in Japan. 
and and I believe summer '95 in uh, in uh, North America and um, Europe. I think a couple of months later, um, PS2 came out in 2000 uh, in Japan uh, in late 2000 in the US. PS3 came out 2006. Uh, if you've noticed, it's every six years. Uh, and the that the previous generation of consoles were outliers because they came out at a time where it was a very uncertain time uh, when we're talking about uh, when talking about the economy when talking about uh, where technology was going uh, emerging tech this was you know it, there was a, a, a cultural shift at that time as well because of yeah, sure. TV changed yes. um, a lot of things changed you know yes. we got HD TVs we got blu-rays we got a lot of stuff that happened so well well those well consumers were getting uh, we're, we're getting we're adopting this new tech uh, this is where the, where this consoles uh, started you know taking off the, the best example is the ps3 which took three years for the console to actually take off uh, when everyone's adopted you know HD TVs when they get affordable um, because uh, what we don't realize right now is like the, the time we're living right now is great right you can go to yeah, Best Buy yeah. you can go to Best Buy with 300 bucks and walk out with a 55 inch you know TV it could be a TCL or whatever I mean but something until um, I remember when I bought my uh, my HDTV because I wanted to get a PS3 uh, I ended up paying it was it was a Westinghouse brand TV wow. which was garbage and this was back in um, early 2007, and this was a 32-inch TV with one HDMI port, um, and I and I paid $750 for that TV back then, um, which is <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's 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 it's, it's uh, when you think that about it. That was a good it, deal at the time. It, I, yeah, at the time it was. Yeah, absolutely. But right now, you know, technology is out there. We don't have to wait for TVs to catch up to consoles to uh, um, to get the next gen. On the contrary, TVs actually are, are way ahead right now. I mean, with you know Dolby Vision and you know the 4K again. I mean, not not every yeah, not every game is um, not every game is, is still native 4K. There is very few games that are on on both platforms on the Xbox One X and the, and the PS4 Pro. But but there's you know tech that needs to be uh, that needs content, and and I see this as you know both Sony and Microsoft saying we need to fill out this this tech with content. We need to go ahead and move ahead. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I, I'm I'm like you. I'm like fifty fifty. Uh, but so it wouldn't surprise me that next next uh, November they're they're both out like Scarlet yeah. whatever oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever Scarlet is, and whatever the next gen, uh, we're calling it PS5 because we're assuming it's going to be called likely. that. Yeah, more than likely you will. Um, that that's going to happen. Um, if that's the case, uh, man, start saving up because I, I don't think I don't think these things are going to be super affordable. I think they're going to be around the five hundred dollar uh, price range. Um, <laughs> Joel's making it rain over there. <laughs> just throwing that money out just there, throw, Sony. Throw, yeah. Um, that I I usually wait. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait about a year after it comes out because I want to see what sort of content um, they are going to put 
on the console. The only Unless way it's amazing launching launch titles. I was gonna say if 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 Horizon Zero Dawn two is a launch title, which I doubt, because you know Horizon just came out a year ago, um, and uh, well, apparently Guerrilla Games actually Joe posted a uh, uh, some job listings um, looking for uh, uh, people for crunch time for crunch time. So they're crunching on a game right now. What are, I mean, speculation is that it's a it's a new like shooter franchise, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, if something like that, like Horizon Two, comes out, which I doubt. I mean, it's it's only been not even two years that Horizon came out. It's such a fantastic game, and it took them six years to make. Um, if something like that comes out, then I would probably consider uh, getting one on on day one. If not, I'm willing to wait a year. Until until there's more content, and um, I think they should release it whenever they feel comfortable and whenever they 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 have content for it. Because I mean, I, I can take advantage of it. Because you know, if it'll you know, it, based on what we've heard, it'll it'll function as a you know PS4 Pro of sorts, where you can put your games and your games are gonna get you know um, the the high res um, or the higher res. Um, assets and and all that stuff and patch for 4K and and HDR and all this good stuff. So, if that's the case, sure. I mean, if I can have a, a my PS4 games running at you know legit 4K, that'd be great. So. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I'm with you. it's specs, features, and more specifically than any of those things combined is the launch titles. That's what's gonna do it. You know, you can announce the best, most powerful console, but those titles are always key, and that's yeah. all I'm gonna say. There. We saw, yeah, yeah. You just threw it out there, Joel. It's like no mercy. Just, just saying. I'm saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> no mercy from Joel. <laughs> um, Joel. Speaking of no mercy, uh, Call of Duty just completely demolished PUBG, and uh, um, yeah. So Call of Duty Black Ops Four came out, and uh, that blackout mode is killing it, Joel. Um, I I went and checked over the weekend just to see how they were doing. I was like, I wonder how these guys are doing on Twitch. And when I saw that in the U.S. they had double, more than double, uh, the amount of Fortnite viewers, I was like, oh, it's done. It's like R.I.P. PUBG and and Fortnite better watch it because um, talk about coming in to win it too, man. And I had mentioned it to you. I I don't remember if it was on the podcast or offline. Uh, that I told you, it's like if if there's any franchise that can actually compete against uh, Fortnite, it's Call of Duty. And I think it was it was off the record because you and I were having a whole Fortnite conversation for sure. And and I remember you saying that. And and here we are. Yeah, um, man, and people are loving it. Like this is I was like, oh, this is like good PUBG, like what PUBG was supposed to be, right? Because they, uh, um, PUBG has had very slow drip of con- of new content coming out like there's a couple things here and there uh you know there's two new maps and and all that but at the same time they they're not having this crazy events that Fortnite's having and all these adding content that Fortnite has and they they definitely lag behind man and uh now here comes Call of Duty man it's like there's only there's only place for two of us so I'm taking your spot and just completely kicked uh um, PUBG out of the picture. So, yeah, what do you think yeah. about PUBG right now, Joel? What what can they do to bring it back? I mean, I feel like they have a household name, so that's always something to go off of, right? The creators of Fortnite, right? 
So they they they've got something to to hang their heads on, but they're they can't at the same time they can't um, rely on past success for future endeavors. They have to understand that um, Fortnite was a lightning in the bottle situation, but um, in order for them to to continue to thrive, they have to keep their eye on their competitors, but also put something new out that. Um, it doesn't just work, but it has some type of innovation to it. I think, I think it's fine that you know, Call of Duty comes in and levels the playing field because I think competition only um, inspires more creativity, sparks innovation. Yeah, it it does sparks innovation. So it's gonna require PUBG. If they're smart, they're gonna say we're not gonna put out Fortnite two. We're gonna put out something that um, still keeps this, you know massive multiplayer you know world kind of gameplay but but still add an extra layer of innovation what that is I, i'm i i don't know because that that's not my my realm yeah. per se but um I, i'm i'll keep an eye i'm not gonna say it's over for PUBG. i just it's over from a Fortnite perspective of being the one call of duty comes right back in that's an established franchise oh bit i mean it's been a household name for yeah. so long that black ops i mean it's it's the hot thing, right? So, it's again, it's a good thing to have this kind of competition right now. Yeah, I think I think what could save PUBG, it's release on PS4 and release it on uh, on PlayStation Plus for free, and announce Big. that and announce that it'll that it'll have crossplay. That's oh yeah. yeah that that's I think that's that would be the only move that I see that could definitely bring some new life to PUBG because. Where it stands right now, the game doesn't run well. The game doesn't look well. Uh, you know, com <laughs> compare that compare that to you know, like Call of Duty, which looks like looks phenomenal. Be careful, and, a little bit. They're coming for you. Oh, I hear the footsteps. I hear the footsteps of the PUBG people. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they 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 know what's up. <laughs> they they know what's up. They they they're uh, you know, there's very I think there's very few PUBG loyalists. Um, we we've seen that on Twitch already. Um, people turn on each other and all that. Um, but the thing, I've, definitely, I mean, if he, if if PUBG releases on PS4 for free on PS Plus, and they say that the game's gonna have crossplay, that's probably gonna help alleviate some of the problems that they're having right now. Um, and they need new content, man. They need to make the game fun. I was like, I, I know that you, they're trying to be this serious, you know, military thing or or you know, survival thing, but um, look at what Fortnite did. They just have cartoony characters, and, yeah, you know, the sure. game runs better, looks nicer because it's bright and colorful. Yep. Um, and then Call of Duty is just, you know, quality, man, when, when it comes to, like, gameplay and graphics. So um, they... Uh, they're, they're totally different. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they, they definitely need to bring it. If they want to bring it, I mean, they could still be that third weird thing um, that um, the Cliffy B wanted to do with like Radical Heights and uh, and the, the the other game that failed miserably, so you know that could that could definitely be uh, um, a possibility for PUBG. There could be a PUBG Renaissance, but um, they have the money. I don't know why they they haven't invested into you know making it better. It's it's baffling, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. And uh, Joe, we'll uh, let's talk about a little bit about um, what 
I believe this came out last week, um, but we didn't get a chance to to talk about. And um, it was a quote from um, from one of the developers on uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, name Sam. Um, his name's uh, Sam. Sam Houser is actually one of the um, uh, founders of Rockstar, and. Um, they were talking about the uh, development of uh, Rockstar. Uh, I'm sorry, Red Dead Redemption Two, and how much they've invested in this game, and they wanted to make it the biggest game you know ever made, and all this stuff, which is fine. You know, they can if they have the resources, which they do, to uh, make a project as ambitious as this game uh, is. The, the game's been in development for seven years, Joe. So, you know, if they have the resources, the staff, and uh, and the talent to um uh to to make this you know masterpiece of a game because there's yeah. no doubt that this game is going to be phenomenal yeah um absolutely go ahead uh but they uh they they caught fire because they uh they offhanded talk about employees having to uh crunch uh and work 100 hour weeks and giving it you know sacrificing themselves to make this happen and all this stuff um, so, uh, we're not going to go into, you know, details and the clarification and all that, because uh, the house said, it's like, oh, I think that, you know, that came out wrong. It's like, you know, myself and some of, some of the, uh, like team leads are, have been working a hundred hour weeks for three weeks. It hasn't been for years. You know, they, they tried to clarify it, but the truth of the matter is that Joel Crunch is a real thing. And it is, in my opinion, a real problem in, um, in the gaming industry, uh, we've we've known some people that uh, we have a, a local EA studio, right? And and we've heard the stories about uh, people having to stay in the office in sleeping bags uh, during crunch and all this crazy stuff. It's like they can't, it's like they won't let him go home and all this stuff. We've we've heard stories, right? Um, so um, it doesn't surprise me that in the case of Rockstar, they're actually pushing employees to work 100, 100 hour weeks is that's like you know um 16 hour days for for you know straight no days off it's 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 kind of insane joe i mean um you and i put you know pretty long hours at work um you know we may maybe get upwards to what maybe 50 52 hours maybe on a given week if that yeah, I just yeah, I mean it's it's like it's there's there's always gonna be work to be done, so I don't want to um slight on the company because I I get it, you know this is not, I'm not, I don't want to like take shots at a rock star necessarily. I just think it's a it's a conversation more of um like you're saying the issue of crunch and there's there's stuff that happens and there's and all that, but at the same time um it kind of concerns me about rushing to put a product out and people people making a lot of sacrifices for this thing to come out and what if it's not the greatest game obed or what if it is but you know these people don't don't see all the fruits of it necessarily that's a big it's, yeah it's, it's a, it, yeah. both both of those things are a little bit um got my eyebrows raising a little bit because it's questions you have to ask yourself when when you see these circumstances you think of the best case scenario yeah it's going to be great it's going to be awesome and all this cool stuff everybody's going to be so happy and it's going to be rewarded and it's going to make them look great because i'm going to have my resume i worked on this amazing you know develop develop this amazing game and all this stuff but at the same time 
it's people's lives and whatnot. And and uh, I I have a saying that I I say often: uh, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And uh, I think that's a problem when you're rushing and the getting ready for something. There could be some hiccups in between. So you know, again, there's always there's a time for everything. So I'm not trying to to come down. You know, there's some people who have to do what they have to do. But at the same time, in this storyline, this circumstance. I'll be watching carefully to see the the launch of Red Dead Redemption Two for sure. Yeah, um, I think the the like we can all we can all agree, right? Um, it's it's they take a little bit too far, in my opinion. Um, I went to school to become a game developer, and and once I started talking to people and I started hearing things, and you know went to a couple of interviews here and there. I decided that it wasn't for me. I was like, you know what? It's, it's probably not going to be for me. I'm going to focus on something else and I'm, I'm going to use the knowledge that I acquired and apply it into something else. Um, these guys are, you know, it's it's what you said. They, they, these guys are sacrificing their lives and, and even maybe their health, you know, because working 100-hour weeks is it's absolutely unhealthy. You know, you don't have enough time to sleep, enough time to spend with, you know, family or friends, enough time to, you know, rest up and free your mind and, and, and all these things that we need to do, uh, you know, as, you know, humans. So, um, and, and that's, that's concerning, you know, when it comes to people's health and, um, and this sort of crunch and this, uh, crunch mentality, and crunch culture around the uh, gaming, you know, we we saw this when uh, with Kojima and uh, in Metal Gear Solid Five, where it doesn't matter if it's you know the uh, it, it could be you know a graphic artist or you know someone just modeling rocks, um, or it could be the game director, um, you know. The stories from Konami from when uh, Metal Gear Solid Five was coming out. It's like you know these guys were like locked in for eight months inside, you know, the offices that like pretty much couldn't leave, and people were dropping like flies. Kojima quit, and you know all these crazy stories that came out of that. Um, so the the same goes to um, uh, to you know Rockstar and other studios here. Um, I'm not. From from things that I've heard, um, there's a there's a couple of studios like Insomniac uh, that employees have said no, like this is like legit. Insomniac is probably the best studio to work at, and um, I heard about about you know uh, s some of the like the the Santa Monica guys from Sony and all these guys that have great stories about their studio, uh, which you know we can understand that, and I I'm, I also you know. I can I can definitely say that Microsoft probably take takes care of their employees as well. You know, Microsoft is a world-renowned company, one of the best companies to work for. So I'm 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 almost certain. I mean, I don't have concrete concrete evidence of that, but I'm pretty sure Microsoft treats their people with um, with respect. If someone has a story about it, you know, definitely share with us, um, and we'll we'll like to talk about it. But um, yeah, it's crazy, and I know that this is a very ambitious title, and um, that they are, you know, investing a lot of money. Like Grand Theft Auto Five is the biggest entertainment thing out there, you know, bigger than music and movies and you know all their video games right now. 
uh, and, and to come up with a successor to that, it's a, you know, it's, it's one, a big financial risk because the budget for this game is probably like $300 million or something like that. It's has to be something ridiculous. Um, and I totally understand, you know, the, uh, uh, this is a, a, a gigantic financial risk and uh, I know that they're going to make their money back, but at the same time, they want to have a, you know, a quality product is not just, it's just not putting the product out there. It's also backing it up with quality. And that's what's all this crunch is about, right? And it's like, oh, we need to make sure that we are around all these bugs and, and this thing looks great and, and this other thing works. And, and it's hard, you know, um, I game developers and it's like, whether, whether it be, you know, big or small, I, I, I respect you because it's, um, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's a hard job. It's a hard job. It's consuming. Um, it's definitely not for everyone. So, um, I really appreciate, um, and, and I know that I've uh, on the podcast, I've knocked on, uh, indie games here and there. Um, uh, but you know what? I respect you guys. It's like you guys do, you know, uh, come on. I may not support your product, but I respect what you do. And, you know, that's, that's part of it. Um, but, but we've seen it, um, with a lot of, um, uh, uh, games and, and what's unfortunate, Joel, is this is the only industry that has this problem. Cause we, we don't see crunch in movies and we don't see crunch in music. Like, we don't see we don't see crunch in any other entertainment industry. It's just um, it's just video games. And it's like movies. I was like, oh yeah, we'll delay it. Music. I was like, oh, the CD comes out next week. I mean, because we need to add some more uh, uh, auto tune to to someone's voice. You know, it's 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 that. But when it comes to a video game, it's like, no, you guys can't leave because we need to finish this thing. Um, it's crazy. Um, in my opinion, I think it's it's time for. Uh, for for game developers to have some sort of you know unionization or some sort of like work agreement it's like i can i can work up to x amount of hours um, you know a week i can't do anything more than that even if you ask me i can't do it you know uh but forcing people to just stay for 100 hours a week that's pretty preposterous man if you ask me if if it's true we're not saying it's true we're saying that based on uh, information that's out there and that's reported, uh, it could be true. Um, based on some research that uh, Jason Schreier from Kotaku has been doing, uh, apparently this is true. So we're we're going off of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and back to your point about it being something with gaming. I mean, I I know in other industries, there's there's some crazy stories out there some people have different things that happen things that we may not have even heard of before people to have itself people have stories of different things that they've had to do just the the sacrifices made to get some something out there that, that we would never know about maybe until years later or never at all so um it's a fascinating topic and like i said to you i'm going to keep my eyes on what happens is with the product at the end of the day, because a statement like this being said confident, nonchalantly, and then even the follow-up, you're not saying that you're, this guy's not saying that it isn't happening. He's just saying that, oh, it hasn't been happening for years, but, you know, a lot of us have had to make these, these still these sacrifices more recently. And and uh, it's it's interesting, you know, when you put something like that out there, because it makes me, makes my eyes perk up and, and see, okay, we'll keep our eyes on, on what happens with this game. You know, it's, again, a very fascinating topic that, I hope 
uh, other game development studios hear this and listen to it and think about it. And um, like you said, if it, if it's something that the industry could take note of, maybe it's something that as a whole um, developers can have this conversation with the right right people and and uh, we could see some change happen there where people don't feel this um, and we don't hear we don't hear more of these stories in the gaming space um, that we we hear you know people. Um, going on now mind you at the same time we also have to realize as fans right it's also our responsibility to not be the kind of people to be throwing a fit oh yeah because a game's been delayed by another two three or even months or maybe even a year like things happen sometimes it's for the better things have to be delayed so we also have to hold ourselves accountable and not be um, getting all excited and crazy just because something's been delayed because guess what? It happens. Things happen. Suck so, it, man, babies. Yeah. <laughs> there it is, Obed. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I'm not afraid to say it. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a, it's a problem. Like, we saw this when uh, when No Man's Sky was coming out and and, and then it got delayed and it's like, oh, you ruined my life. It's like, well, I'm going to go find you and, you know, stab you because you delayed the game. That is... <laughs> I mean, that, uh, uh, crazy, crazy, I, I, talk. I, crazy talk. Yeah. Looney Tunes. It's like, crazy. There's like, there's like absolutely no reason for you to be talking this way. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. There's yeah, it's, it's like, dramatic. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I, of course, most of the stuff that comes out online, I would say 90% of man babies are fake man babies and the other 10% are real man babies. Like it's like they're man babies for the, it's like, oh yeah, let's, let's join in and say that this thing is terrible. And, you know, the ruined my life, too. But then there's the other 10% that could be, you know, actual, like, crazy people. And, and you know, I don't know, like, stalkers or whatever. So, I, I don't know. You know, it, you have to give this, uh, uh, this this line, right? Uh, but at the same it's time, on, yeah. It's on the fans. It's also on the developers. Absolutely. I think as, as to collective, there, there's a conversation to be had. It's a lot, yeah. lot, not, not as simple as everyone might think. But there's definitely um, some points to it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's like it's again best example is whenever uh, best example I can give you Joel is Capcom. I'm I've always been a big Capcom fan, and and for the I would say from 2000 uh, I, I want to say eight to thirteen Capcom was just not good, and they were canceling games and doing this weird stuff and. And coming up with some crazy DLC, you know, antics and all these and all these things that they were coming up with. Um, but it's like, all right, you know, Capcom's not not what it used to be, and that's okay. You know, they're doing their own thing, and we'll see what happens, right? Yep. That was my reaction. Yep. Um, but you saw other people's, oh, Capcom just is like terrible. It's like, oh, it's like more like Crapcom, am I right? And all this stuff, you know, where like people just just crying and 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 being babies about it. It's like. But what about now when Capcom's back on track, right? And it's like they they got Monster Hunter, Devil May Cry, and Resident Evil, and Resident Evil Seven released, and all this stuff, and and they're at Mega Man Eleven, so they're giving you what you want and how you want it. Now Capcom's back on track, and now it's like, oh yeah, Capcom's finally back. Okay, okay. So then I was like, oh, I was you know reasonable enough to give Capcom the benefit of the doubt, and I was like maybe they'll figure it out later, and they did. Um, so who's to say that um, companies going through this crunch problem may not, you know, figure it out? It's like maybe there'll come a time where, you know, 
you can work your regular hours and you know and and have a be satisfied with what you with what you're doing and not having to sleep on your your desk on you know in a sleeping bag uh, because you need to be here at four in the morning the next day so you know we'll see where it goes uh, I, I think this is a, a whole big old ugly kind of worms that that's that's gonna be open here Joel um, and it's gonna be interesting uh, to see the stories that are that are gonna come out so for sure keeping your eyes on it um, absolutely absolutely Joel that's what I got if you don't have anything else man let's wrap this thing up absolutely thank you guys for taking time out of your day to listen to us here on no load time we always appreciate it we want to make sure you stay connected with us so go ahead and give us a follow on social media at no load time that's at no load time on facebook twitter instagram and twitch we will make sure you subscribe to the show so you get all the latest episodes directly to your device so go ahead and subscribe to us on itunes and google play also we're on soundcloud and of course here on youtube so go ahead and subscribe to us and also if you're an itunes subscriber could you please drop us a review we greatly appreciate it we also want to make sure you know that you can always always submit feedback comments questions uh, to us here at no load time so go ahead and shoot an email to no load time at gmail.com that's no load time at gmail.com again thank you so much and we look forward to seeing you here on our next episode thank you guys and we'll see you again next time